This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Jay Severin. You hear Trump earlier today? Did you? I finally, finally found something, an issue, with which I agree with the short-fingered vulgarian. Leave Tom Brady alone. Excelsior. Welcome back, best and brightest. I am Jay Severin. We are together, the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for my job. Thank you for this job. Thank you for choosing us, and you have chosen wisely. We're back on the pony. You know, you could feel that we were in the relative, and only relative, doldrums. And I wouldn't say we were in the doldrums I, I the last 10 days. I've had a blast. I hope you have. But, again, relative to what we have come to be spoiled by in the last year or so, relative to that, it was it was like, hey, come on, you know, we're only in fifth gear here, where we've been accustomed to seventh gear. Well, we're back on the pony. And the politicians have done us a favor after a fashion, you know, of sorts. Tomorrow was going to be a kind of Super Tuesday, and is going to be a kind of Super Tuesday, albeit lacking in the kind of high drama that generally puts the soup, poop, poop, poop in super, pooper, scooper Tuesdays. But what they've done is given us kind of a Super Monday. I speak, of course, of what do we call it? The art of the second-rate deal. We learn very early this morning that Kasich and Cruz, I mean, this is one of the classic FFs, ups, of, <laughs> oh, 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 if I made a mistake there, I might have made it with a different synonym or uh, a different octave or, uh, you know, a different, portion of the sentence. I have to be very careful there. Now, one of the great screw-ups of all time, although maybe not major in its consequence, but truly pathetic in its execution, was the last 12 hours uh, the worst of the Cruz campaign. And it really doesn't matter, does it, for the Kasich campaign? In any case, what happened was they went out of their way to meet 
their, their campaigns, not the principals, to meet and then announce to the media to make a very big deal out of, to try and get as much coverage as possible out of the fact that the campaigns had met and they had come to a cataclysmic decision. A partnership, Cruz and Kasich, a partnership to block Donald Trump. They were going to use the primaries of next week, Indiana Tuesday. There are other states coming up, but Indiana being the big one. The purpose of this temporary partnership was to maximize the tools available to Cruz and Kasich such that they could minimize Trump's delegate hall next Tuesday. And I was going to say maximize their own, but there's no need to say that, is there? But then again, there's no need to make this deal, is there? There's some deal. The gang that couldn't shoot straight. Some deal. Trump is the only one that doesn't get hurt. This is like Inspector Clouseau. A shot in the dark. The lights go out, guns blaze, and everybody but the guy who was supposed to get knocked off gets knocked off. He's sitting there with champagne in his hands. Everyone else is on the floor smoking. I don't mean smoking. I mean smoking with holes in them. They did give us something of a Super Monday, though, which is a bonus. Oh, did I say Blaze Radio right now, Excelsior? Or did I say that? See, yeah, okay, short-term memory is, uh, again, part of the job description. I just wanted to see if you were paying attention, Skip. Uh, (laughs) Okay, uh, we... Some deal, huh? The 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 Kasich the the Cruz Kasich deal. What is it? Why is it? Well, the deal is okay. We're going to gang up some gang. We're going to gang up to make sure that Donald Trump receives as few delegates on a given election uh, Tuesday than he would otherwise get? Do I understand this correctly? And and by way of doing this, you're also going to maximize the number of votes that you, Ted Cruz, and you, John Kasich, might get. Do I still understand this correctly? Well, and this is new and different and brilliant. How? Why? This deal didn't already exist? Wait a second. Let me let me talk to my headline writer. How are you going to give me this headline? So it's exciting. Candidates team up to attempt to defeat other candidate. Wow. That sells newspapers. What, did this deal not already exist? How pathetic are the signatories to this treaty if this treaty didn't already exist? I I have it. Hello, John. It's me, Ted, Princeton debate champion. And I I have something to propose. 
I have a plan. My plan is, let's do something to see if we can't win more delegates by virtue of what we call a strategy, by, by virtue of tactics. Let's see if we can't manage to win more votes than the other fellow. And sure, let's, let's even, mindful as we are of the delegate total and the convention, let's see if we can actually limit the number of delegates Trump gets. Whoa! Whoa! I mean, I expected to see genius, but not exactly this kind. Trump called the move desperate. He gave a speech which I heard wall-to-wall in Rhode Island a couple hours ago. Oh, and by the way, having heard Donald Trump's live speech in Rhode Island today, anyone that is overly concerned that Donald Trump is likely to become, as he calls it, too presidential and thus boring. Anyone fearful that Donald Trump is going to change his personality from the vulgarian he has thusly presented to someone who acts, as he calls it, presidentially, I really don't want you to be very apprehensive. Do not be fearful. Go and fear not. For instance, today Trump was back to every uh, every perverted, disorganized, possible kind of public speaking. He was condemning John Kasich for the way he eats, and he does, Kasich does eat. Uh, as if he were raised not even in a barn. I mean, that would be a compliment. But Kasich also makes the mistake of eating on camera, which you just you don't do. Anybody who's been run a campaign for their friend for class president it, it, you know, in grade school knows there are certain things you don't do. At, but here you have Trump waving his tiny fingers and screaming, and he was screaming, about how Kasich is unfit for the office of president. The quote was, you don't want that for an American president, do you? You don't want that as an American president. Oh, no, Donald, no. Compared to, say, whom? Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. 1 888 The art of the second rate deal. Here on what, by virtue of the blithering, blundering kindness of two incompetent candidates, and man, it kills me to say it as a cruise guy, but Ted is not looking sharper. I would expect him to be looking sharper as the days go on. Now, maybe it's not Ted. Maybe it's me. Maybe as reality 
slaps me, slaps me, slaps me in the face every day as I watch this campaign. Maybe it's my embrace of reality that is, is, is causing this rather than his performance. But Cruz had to stoop. But the thing is, it's okay. You have to stoop many times, whether you're a White House intern or a candidate even for the highest office in the land. You have to hand it to Monica Lewinsky. She made the highest office in the land. Uh, She did have to stoop for it, but I don't know, you know, relative to what other people have to do. Ted had to stoop to make a deal with John Kasich, an idiot. But was it really wise to make it so public? Was it really wise to regard it as such a serious deal? Like, okay, we've got this brilliant strategy. We're going to try to win more votes. And here's the great part. Don't don't tell anybody. Here's the great part. We're going to try to get Trump to win fewer. Whoa! And, and And then I say, okay. And then I say to myself, self, if Ted is your guy and Ted is the genius and you're thinking about making deals, best and brightest, I have a question which I know has already occurred to you. If you're going to make a deal and your intention, because you know you're going to anger Trump, right? all of these things have a cost. Nothing exists in a vacuum. Nature abhors a vacuum. For every political action, there is an opposite and equal reaction. I can go through the entire book of physics and philosophy, if you like. We all know this. No action taken in a binary zero-sum game will be without reaction as bloody as possible from the other side, et cetera, et cetera. We all know this, right? Okay. We presume that Ted Cruz knows it better and before we did. That's fine with me. I, I, Indeed, I do presume that's true. Ted, just help me out. Leak it. Leak it somehow. It, it doesn't have to come from you. If you're ready to make a deal, why make it with Kasich? And why make it this public? And why make a dumb deal? And why make it with an idiot who, and best and brightest, do you know this? Kasich has already backed off the deal. I'll tell you about that in a moment. Kasich was already wilted under pressure. He couldn't get through the first 10 hours of the deal without folding like a $2 umbrella that they sell you on the street in Manhattan. Okay, Ted, if you're going to make a deal, I have a deal. How about a deal with Marco Rubio. Yeah. How about a deal with Rubio? Rubio is sitting there, low-hanging fruit. Now, maybe Rubio's got his deal. So maybe that's why. Maybe Ted, maybe I should honor Ted by presuming that Ted first tried to go after Marco. 
and was turned down. Please, please, please let that be the case. Don't, I don't want to believe for a moment that he didn't think to try Marco Rubio because if you're going to make a deal, if it's deal-making time that you're going to make public, Marco Rubio has big B.O., and I don't mean that he neglects to bathe regularly. I mean box office. I mean boffo box office. Rubio still has big box office where you need it. I.e., he draws a lot of votes that you can get, that you could use, that you need. And Marco also has, what, 150-plus delegates? That's the equivalent of winning Indiana three times. That's the equivalent of winning California, winner take all, snatching it, snatching it from Trump. I said snatching it from Trump. 150 plus delegates. And then you say, or you don't say, I'm going to make Rubio my number two. Rubio is uniquely positioned among the current candidates in a number of respects. I think that is to say he is young enough to take a number two shot. It doesn't mean the, you know, it's not everything to him. It's not the end of his career. He has everything to gain and nothing to lose. Who is the last Republican or who's the last candidate who ran for vice president and lost? Quick, 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 quick. Paul Ryan, he's Speaker of the House, and these dullards in the Republican Party can't wait to try to make him president, which ain't going to happen. But that's what happens if you run for VP and you lose. If you are young and if you've got an IQ uh, higher than your suit size, chances are you're going to be fine. Marco Rubio has an IQ considerably higher than his suit size. He's young. I don't need to run through all his advantages. You know that, you know, so why didn't he win? Because he didn't have as many advantages. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a Rubio guy. I'm a Cruz guy. Always have been. Always will be. What I'm saying is Rubio has something to deal for. Marco Rubio has California-level delegates in his pocket. And then you either announce or you don't announce Marco Rubio is going to be the guy I'm going to pick for vice president. And if it you, if it polls right and it looks like a Cruz Rubio ticket looks right to voters, you leak it, you announce it, or you don't. I don't know what their polls say, but I'll tell you what Guru Jay say. You get 150 delegates and you shut down this business of a Trump first ballot Uh, victory right like that if you get Rubio you get everything you wanted in having to deal with butt munch here uh, Kasich and by the way speaking of munching Trump condemned him for stuffing pancakes in his mouth while speaking to the press and calling it disgusting and even Trump found it disgusting how disgusting must it be for Trump to find it disgusting? He said, ew, ew. Someone, Trump made someone say, ew, not about him. 
And and he said, "Ew, you don't want that in the president. Someone stuffing his face with pancakes and speaking and dribbling and it's all going down his chin and it's disgusting." I mean, wait a second. We're grossed out in an exchange involving Donald Trump, and it's not Trump. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I think one of the major cable networks is confused. I saw uh, uh, Chiron, the title up there said... uh, Several people in Ohio being sought for major crimes, and then I a second later I said that that Chiron had come down and it the title instead read Kasich vetting VP prospects for his ticket. So I think they got the story confused. I mean, Kasich is interviewing vice presidential candidates. Really, I mean, you want to check their schedules to see if they want to swing by Boston first and speak to me. I mean, I think I'll vet. Why shouldn't I? I think I'll vet vice presidential candidates in as much as case can I have the same prospects here. Okay, so Ted makes a deal, giving us something on Monday we didn't expect until tomorrow. Silliness. But I love the fact that Trump had a moment where there were two people and the one who acted gross or more more grossly was not Trump. I mean, I told you there would be history made in this campaign, that we'd see history made every day. And here's another one. Two players, one Trump, one not. Someone does something gross, and it isn't Trump. How about that? I promised you history. All right. Yeah, I... I would not be fearful. You've you've heard Trump discussing recently the prospect that he's going to become more presidential. In fact, he said many times, as by now you've heard, I'm I'm going to be so presidential, I'm going to be boring. Right? You've heard him say that. He said, my wife has said to me many times, Trump has said the following many times, my wife has said to me, Donald Trump, is that right? Do you have your papers? No, no, that, I, I don't think that's what she says to him, actually. But uh, those of us fearful that we will awaken one morning and Trump will be too presidential, I think you can stop worrying that Donald Trump is going to start. Uh, just one morning we're going to awaken and suddenly Trump will be thinking, speaking, and behaving exactly like say, George Washington or Thomas Jefferson or others of the founders. 
I, I don't live in fear of that. And I, I and I my recommendation to you is you've got other things to worry about. Don't worry about that. Because maybe you're the parent, uh, first-time parent. Maybe you have a child, you're a first-time parent, and your child is under the age of, say, 10. So you have other things to worry about that are far more likely to occur. Like an airplane is going to fall out of the sky and harm your child. Or a meteorite is going to strike your house in the middle of the night. A dam is going to burst 150 miles away, and a tsunami is going to engulf your child's bedroom. These things are all far more likely to occur than Donald Trump waking up and acting like someone who was raised in a four-sided cabin. And you can spell four-sided any way you like here. It's optional. Well, I... I, I now Kasich has already backed off the deal. The deal. <laughs> the deal. Kasich has backed off and said, hey, hey, I, I just mean that. I, I still want people in Indiana to vote for me. Uh, and you can imagine Ted Cruz, wherever he was, a thousand miles away, saying, Oi. Oi. I have a deal with this idiot? I'm in partnership with with this guy? Cretin? I guess Kasich meant it when he said he wasn't going to be anybody's vice president, huh? Well, at least not Trump's. That's what Kasich got out of this deal. What 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 Ted got was bupkis. Ted gets nothing. Kasich gets, when you think about it, maybe worse than nothing. Because Kasich coming from Ohio, always had that thing that he's from Ohio and that maybe, therefore, he gets chosen for the ticket, not because he's not an idiot, but because he's from Ohio. But now, at this late date, you team up, quote-unquote, against Trump, and you rub his face in it, which he did. There's very little, you know, to rub his face in, but whatever there was... Kasich has now rubbed Trump's face in it. And so the way that Trump thinks, do we think that Trump is now going to have Kasich on the vice presidential shortlist? Yeah, me neither. Plus, plus, here's the whole deal. And Ty and I talked about this an hour before the show. What, what? What does this all all really boil down to? I mean, will it work? I, I mean, it, I mean, it could. It's politics, but what what is it? It means we want to win more votes and have Trump win fewer. Wow, this is going down in the history books. This is a strategy. So, will it really? Will it work? I mean, will it make that much difference against Trump? Weren't they already planning to do what they could to have Trump get fewer votes and they acquire more? I don't know. I, I remember someone somewhere once telling me about politics and elections. I'm nearly certain that somewhere in there was a line about how it's important 
that you always be thinking about getting more votes and figuring out ways that your opponent gets fewer votes. I can't quote you who it was, but I I just am nearly certain it was in there somewhere. I mean, Cruz and Kasich, and now Cruz-Kasich. And what's the difference? We're always planning to deprive Trump of 1237, right? I mean, what has changed? And that's where this part of today's story ends, unless you have a postscript or an edit or a comment or other bull mole as you feel appropriate, uh, appropriately contributory to this lesson in political science 101. There's another number. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. And of course via Twitter at J A Y underscore Severin. Again, one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. So the bottom line of this all is that the biggest political story in America today, Monday the twenty fifth, is well. It was an hour before we went to air, two, two, three hours before we went to air. Here was the headline. In every medium, in its own fashion, all across America, and the headline that meant the most to any and every one of us who care about politics, about the Civic Circus Maximus. And here it is. Kasich and Cruz, or Cruz and Kasich, Cut deal to minimize Trump vote? Okay. There's a headline, huh? Okay, so that's your headline. But now the Kasich is backing off of it, afraid that it sounds like what it is. But did he not think that maybe he was going to anger Donald? Is he cut to the quick? Is he personally hurt by Donald's sudden criticism of his dining habits? Has no one ever before told John Kasich he eats like a a dieting hog suddenly given steak tips? I don't know. Brought to the, the the food bar at the Golden Corral and cut loose? Whatever it is... uh, Whatever reason it is that Kasich, and again, we're talking about Cruz because you wonder, like, why Cruz went near anything involving Kasich. But, okay, Ted, I'm going to leave that to you. But Kasich, you backed out like a few hours later? And you you now get what out of this? What were you ever going to get out of this? I mean, when you, the odd thing is when you when you strip this down to its bare essentials, Two things strike me as true. The recipients of this, in the end, are the vultures. And by the vultures, I mean the media. Because the vultures are right right up there in the tree. They're right up there in the tree, waiting to fly down and pluck the eyeballs out of the rotting body of some 
idiotic politician who made some idiotic move. So the vultures are right there. The buzzards are right there circling, waiting. So they win. And the other person that wins, as aforementioned, is probably the guy this deal was supposed to hurt. Donald Trump, because now he gets to go on and say, you see, you see, this is how the system is rigged. They're all against us. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Well, I'm returning. Uh, (laughs) Oddly enough, this comes from someone whose handle is Satire Writer. And Satire Writer says to me, uh, here here you are uh, fawning, if, if spelling doesn't count, I think he means fawning, over Ted this and Ted that. Again, so today, what satire writer has gotten from the show is that I'm fawning over Ted Cruz. I'm fawning over him again. For others of us who have been parties to this parties to this show in the first uh, couple of segments of the show, would you say that thus far today? I have come to praise Ted Cruz or to bury him. Well, no, not to bury him, but hardly to praise him. I have already lamented on a few occasions that it hurts me to have to say these things by virtue of the fact that they are critical. And they are critical. Right now, Ted Cruz is not the best of candidates. He's the, I think he would be a Mount Rushmoreian president. It's why I've been for him for years without wavering. It's why I am for him. But he is not a great candidate. In, for all the reasons that Donald Trump can exist, follow me here. For all, all of the major reasons that Donald Trump can be Donald Trump and act like Donald Trump and still be in this campaign, be like leading this campaign, the fact that Donald Trump can be in public life and is not regarded as a grotesque joke for all the reasons, all of the cultural principles and dynamics that make that possible, for all of the reasons that Donald Trump can exist publicly. (laughs) Think about it. Think about it. I'm fawning over Ted. 
No, I'm just saying that for all the reasons that Donald Trump can exist tells you something about the culture, political and other culture in which this campaign is taking place. And Ted Cruz is hands down on paper the superior candidate. But these days, it unfortunately, to my mind, takes things other than being brilliant and other than being a proven constitutional scholar, etc., etc. It takes more than the promise of being a great president of the United States to actually be a great candidate for president of the United States. And the difference is, up until roughly, oh, say, now, it required behavior and intellect and breeding and conduct that was honorable, intelligent, that was presidential. It required intelligence and temperament and experience and not a little genius to be what we regarded as presidential material here in the land of George Washington. But now, when I say Ted Cruz is not the best candidate, I say it as a lamentation. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. So, ahead of kind of super duper pooper scooper Tuesday, a very top double secret probation agent double two-way wrist radio secret decoder ring handshake deal between Cruz and Kasich, which I am now at liberty to share with you. They made a deal to increase their votes and, and get this suppress Donald's votes. Get this? Can you imagine they thought this up themselves? Excelsior! Welcome back, my partners, my family, my friends on the Blaze Radio Network. I am Jay Severin. The number here, our number, is one. It it, it is, until further notice, the Trump Affirmative Action Line. 1-888-900-3393. 1-888-900-3393. I call it such for the moment because we will actually cause to wait more or better, qualified callers, in order to have on the air people who wish to avail themselves of this most splendid and generous offer, and that is a free national commercial. I mean, you could give your candidate $1,000, and they would be very grateful. 
you could give your candidate $10,000, they would be, they would be very grateful. If you gave them $100,000, <clears> you'd go to jail. No, no, we, they'd find a way to take it. And imagine how grateful they'd be. Well, you can give them more than that, all of that, with appearing on the Blaze Radio Network and offering your commercial. Why I am for Donald Trump. Why I think you ought be for Donald Trump. Why it is wise to be for Donald Trump. Whatever form, in whatever form you wish to couch it. It is the Donald Trump Affirmative Action Line. one 3393 1-888-900-3393. And I, I, I make it such, I'm sure, I mean, I mean, I know at the sufferance of my colleagues, the people for whom and with whom I work, who probably aren't crazy about the idea, but... I kind of guess I think that maybe they are because they realize, of course, the real purpose of it is proven in that we've gotten two calls in three weeks from people who wish to support Trump. And frankly, zero calls in three weeks that Trump would actually like to replay if he could have free commercials. I don't think he'd replay the calls that were made to this show at one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. My point being, the people who are for Trump evidently have some secret reason they're for Trump. A secret reason that other strumpets understand or we don't. And it cannot be communicated or argued. And the first rule of fascism I mean, I could tell you about catching, I live in the country. Want to talk about catching mice? Talk to me. The other thing I do is I live in another place. I live up here between my ears and I make my living with it. And I'm telling you, if you want to catch something else, all you do is leave bait, just like the mice. And you leave bait by saying, just tell me why you're for your guy. And anybody who cannot enjoy a a group of people bright as you, among all of the people you are and how bright you are, you're telling me there aren't a couple thousand, there aren't 20 people who are for Trump or who can mount an argument for Trump? The first rule of fascism If it can't be argued, you know, there's a reason why. It's the first rule also of stupidity. If it can't be argued, there's a reason why. Either the arguer is ignorant or the basis of the point is stupid. But I continue to hold out hope that I just haven't yet struck that rich vein of best and brightest who, for some unknown reason, a blunt head trauma, uh, early Zika virus, which made your head small, or something 
that would cause you to be for Donald Trump and and have the courage, which we know you already have, to call up and say, you know, look, my, my name is Harvey. I decided to call up and say my name is Harvey. My real name is Harvey. And I want to tell you the reasons why I'm for Donald Trump. Because I want to hear them. He he could be the nominee of the Republican Party. He, he is looking at this moment, and we're looking to tomorrow, but really a week from tomorrow, and we're looking at every moment, but we're looking at the prospect of Donald Trump being the Republican nominee for President of the United States. And I still don't understand why... Why? I, I, I have followed him all his life publicly, all my life. I have met him. I've spoken to him in professional and social circumstances. We're not buddies. I'm sure he would say he doesn't know me from a load of apples, and he probably doesn't. But I'm just saying that I have at least a nodding acquaintance with this intellect and personality. <laughs> and I just want to know why people who might be for him are for him. Thomas from Indiana, the delegate rich, crucial swing state of Indiana, my home, my family's home, ancestral home. Thomas. Mr. Severin, it is an honor to speak with you, and I appreciate the opportunity that you've given me that you would speak with me. Um, hey, the pleasure is mine. Do, you give me the job. Thank you, Thomas. Well, I do apologize that, again, I am I am not the Trump supporter you are wishing to speak with. Oh, um, no, no. So, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, secretly, I'm not exactly crushed. No, go ahead, please. Well, uh, I, and in full disclosure, I, I am a, a crew supporter all the way. Um, I'm 25 years old. He is the first candidate that I can honestly be excited about. Um, as for Mr. Kasich, I actually met Mr. Kasich uh, at a Mitt Romney rally last election cycle, and I cannot express to you how underwhelming Mr. Kasich actually is. Um, <laughs> and I, ha- I have a theory, and I feel as though it would hold more water if we were not speaking about Mr. Kasich. If, if you look at the way – this has all transpired with with this horrible, horrible deal. That that to be honest with you, this is this is the first thing of Mr. Cruz that I have been disappointed by. Um, but if you look at the double secret, the double secret probation yeah, deal, we're going to try to get more votes and Trump fewer. Exactly. It's it's the first time I've been kind of embarrassed because I'm under the impression that uh, you you win the votes on your own merit. Not by you know going after somebody with somebody else and trying to undercut. I, I just I, I feel like it gives more validity to to all the accusations that Mr. Trump has given. Um, and, Thomas, and my theory is, thank and, yeah, thank you. Go ahead, go ahead. You've just oh, summed sorry, up my, better than I probably could what I learned in 25 years of national politics. I mean, running them, not just them when I retired to observe them, and that is. 
Was there not, Thomas, was there, I'm sure you don't regard yourself as the smartest guy in the world. You might be. I don't regard myself as the smartest guy in the world, though I might be. Um, But we don't regard ourselves that way. Yet, Thomas, I know it must rattle around in your brain a little bit, as it does in mine. Was there no one in that room at least as smart as I? You, You, Thomas, say to yourself, or I, Jay, say to myself, was there no one in that room at least as smart as I, who could have said, if you do this and you don't pull it off or it comes off the wrong way or even if it comes off the right way, you realize you run the risk of of validating the central theme of your opponent's charges of his campaign, which the system is rigged. Exactly, and... and my my point I was going to kind of lead to here is, and, and the fact I know that it's not the case, uh, strictly because we are speaking of John Kasich, but it almost looks like uh, Mr. Kasich has played almost a double agent in this, in the fact that he's backed out so quickly that you almost look like yes. he got Cruz on the line yes. and got Cruz to go with it and made it public and then just Cut the feet out from underneath them. And then pulled it. Yeah, and it, cut and ran. Uh, D- Thomas, it, I have to run. Stay if you can. We will continue here on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin Show. With you, my partners on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm Jay Severin, 1 888 Returning to Thomas from Indiana, my ancestral home. Thomas, thank you for holding. And back to the question Di- directly or indirectly, specifically or just generally, do you share with me the sense that when you see something like this, you say to yourself, Wait a second. I'm not in that room. You know, they didn't no one hired me to be in that room, but there there must be people smarter than me in that room and no one said to to the principal in the room, "Listen, if you're going to do this, you know, just bear in mind that it, it could it could go wrong. It could go badly wrong." And the prospective gain versus the prospective loss, you know, really maybe ain't worth it. Well, be, be that the case, if there is nobody that intelligent in the room, um, I need to get into that room because if they can't figure that out, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm set to make a lot of money. Uh, yeah, and, no, exactly. And I would be quite okay with that. No, I, I, I used to, I, you know, doing that. And I would, and when I would make that point and people, I'd look around the room and other people were surprised, which was indicated by their silence. Because there were always, everyone in the room always wanted to cut the throat of the, uh, you know, New York Jewish consultant. Even though, by the way, I'm not Jewish. They just assumed that, they, you know, any political consultant from New York had to be all of the things they assumed all political consultants from New York were. So, I mean, I was always waiting to have my back stabbed and my throat cut simultaneously, Thomas. And when I would say something like that, which struck me as 
fairly obvious, and they'd say, no, it's just, just a question we ought to ask. You know, let's let's talk about it. And no one would stab me when, I, when a, a second passed and I didn't feel a blade in the back or see anyone lunging at me from the front. I would say, this never occurred to these people. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's frustrating. I, I, if I can figure it out for my 18-year-old office, uh, I, I'm in the wrong business, I guess. Um <laughs> But but no, I, I, my I, point I my point I gave earlier I I know there's really no validity to it it's just it's just the image of it because like I said dealing dealing with John Kasich I don't feel as though he has the foresight to think ahead as to to double turn uh, in order to to even collude with with Mr Trump it's just it's so frustrating I, I yeah it's, it's not like, Kasich like said, is not going to outsmart uh, Trump there are many things no. that Trump is not. Uh, no, but it, it certainly at one of them point, is were, not not stupider than Kasich. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate though. But at this point, the way this has played out, it almost looks as though Mr. Kasich may have at one point been smarter than Mr. Cruz. And and I, I hate saying that because as, as with you, oh, no, you know, he's I, my guy. In some ways, I'm sure that's true. Kasich has legislative experience of great substance. He did work with. Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich speaks highly of him. That's something that, you know, has to be paid attention to uh, in my book, because I, I have great respect for Newt Gingrich, who is a, a underratedly brilliant man. Um, and Thomas, I want to thank you for coming up with the explanation that really ought to occur to all of us as we, you know, sit and consider this, but but evidently did not occur to the people in that room, or it did and they are guilty of very, very poor judgment. So here we are on the eve of tomorrow of of a bonus Super Duper Pooper Scooper Tuesday, which may or may not be, because what it likely is tomorrow, and we'll, we'll, we have we have the luxury of waiting, okay? Because we won't know what's happened until tomorrow night, and then the next time we're together will be actually, you know, Wednesday when we'll know everything plus everything we talk about, which actually equals everything. So we've got some time, but tomorrow is likely to be something of a holding pattern. And by way of general prediction, and we've, we've already discussed this, but just to refresh our recollections, tomorrow the race ought not change greatly, nor ought the reporting of the race. The thing that we knew and discussed prior to last Tuesday was that we said tonight or tomorrow, tomorrow, meaning last Tuesday, tomorrow something is going to happen that may or may not actually change everything, but it is absolutely going to change our focus. We said there will indisputably be the perception that there are front runners absolute front runners in both parties by the way as of what happens tomorrow and again it's i don't even think we should write that down as a prediction that was something that was two plus two you that had to happen given the dynamics of the race and given the fact that trump was starting to pull away and that the calendar is shortening, and that there were 95 delegates available. And we discussed if he got into the high 70s, 
It would be awfully good for Trump. And if he got into the 80s, the headlines would almost certainly be Trump on track for 1237, question mark. And if he got over 90, then they would say, you know, can Trump be stopped? And he got over 90. And I, again, I wonder, does Trump object to the corruptness, the rigged, corrupt, awful, sick political system we have that a guy who got only 60% of the vote in New York, that's Trump, would get 95% of the delegates? That's also Trump. That's, that's one press conference he did not hold. One complaint we did not hear about the corruption of the system was when it worked to Trump's benefit. As it has, by the way, throughout the entire campaign, you know this, right? Trump has from day one enjoyed, virtually day one, enjoyed more delegates than he has votes. Because among the many rules in this system about which Trump has not yet complained is there is a front-runner's bonus. You know of the front-runner's bonus, yes? If you are a front-runner, you get extra delegates just for having extra delegates. And Trump has considerably more delegates than he has percentage of the vote. But I'm he can call me anytime he wants to complain about this. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for choosing us, and thank you for my job. I am Jay Severin. Partners, here is the number. One, pardon me very much. 1-888-900-3393. Ken from Arizona. Welcome. Hey, Jay. Great show. Hey, Ken. Hey, I have a couple of... You, sir, are the judge of that. (laughs) <laughs> enjoying it. Uh, a couple Thanks. of observations and a, I guess a question for you uh, on this Cruz Kasich deal. Sure. Um, I guess, first of all, um, an observation uh, is that, you know, I think the desperation on the part of uh, Cruz and Kasich is, is evident. Uh, I would also say, though, that I think that uh, there should be desperation on the part of the Trump campaign, and perhaps some of his uh, his comments today reflect that. Uh, and the reason I say you, that you is, realize that desperate is the word that Trump used to characterize the deal between those two, right? I I do, yeah, and and I yeah, think I didn't that, know if you did it you know, as a coincidence some, or not. I was just accuracy. curious. Okay, yeah. There's uh, by the way, accuracy there. I think there's probably a a more than small degree of accuracy to that characterization. Yeah, yeah. I I would say though that 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 applies both ways. I guess that's my my first point that I wanted to make. In that, uh, if Cruz wins Indiana, there's really no likelihood that Trump gets to twelve thirty seven. 
so I think ploy, that I think that's right. I mean, I, I don't think, yeah. and you don't think either. We're now talking about presentations of fact. If, right. as I understand it, and as you understand it, evidently, if Cruz wins most of Indiana, it is a right. mathematical, an arithmetic fact that that Trump appears not to be able to get to twelve thirty-seven. Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. I think I think there should be, if there's not, there should be desperation on the part of the Trump camp as well. Now, um, why? So, well, just because I don't think, if you look at the polling, I don't think it would take much of a shift of Kasich supporters to Cruz in order for Cruz to take most of the delegates in Indiana. All right, let me narrow the question. Are you of okay. the school that believes that if Trump is going to win this, he must win it on the first ballot, whether or not yes. prior to the convention of the convention, he needs to win. He needs to have 1237 when the convention gavels to order and on the I, first I ballot. Am, that, yeah, that he I will am. not win if it goes to a second or subsequent ballots. I don't believe that he wins if it goes to a second or subsequent ballot. No. Okay. So that that's where yeah. I think Ken, this is where the tide change, where the real cutting line, you know, the the uh, uh, oh, you know, the uh, the fault line. I think this is where the fault line that's developing. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I think yeah, I think there should be some desperation there. I also had a question for you, and you know, through the course of this campaign, um, at first I didn't understand why there was such a thing as a Trump supporter. Um, and then when it dawned on me that I had to abandon the assumption that there was reason behind it, <laughs> then, 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 I, then I began to understand it. Once I understood that it was based on emotion rather than reason, uh, I, then I understood I, I why. My mentor in the business. My mentor in the business, Ken, said something like, "We everything we do for our clients is meant to appeal to reason, but we ill serve them if we forget at any time that the organ with which most voters, in the main, will make their final decision is probably more with their stomach or their heart than it is with their brain." Right, right. So, uh, you know, there's another breed of animal I wanted to ask you about, though. We're all familiar with the dodo bird. In fact, the the dodo bird has become synonymous with uh, too stupid to live. (laughs) Exactly, right. (laughs) So my question is, how is it that the dodo bird can be extinct, yet there's still an animal running around called a Kasich supporter? I, 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 you got me. I <laughs> look, he's the lo, he's the local boy made good. America right. is filled f- for the better. Uh, our culture is, I think I like, I, and I really do think of it this way. And every time I see this challenged, this is what worries me more than anything because it, it, it gives me a representation of what there is to worry about. That's why I tell the story about twerking 
watching that yeah. on TV with my kids. This is uh-huh. this is a derivative of twerking, and that is, I have a coffee table book of a great American. Well, I would say painter, but my child bride corrects me and says he was uh, he was an illustrator, and. And believe it or not, his name is eluding. He's the greatest American illustrator there ever was. The Saturday Evening Post covers. Um, um, uh, 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 all the great. Right. Rockwell. Yeah, Rockwell. Yes, thank you. And I look through those. The kid, the runaway kid with the cop on the soda fountain stool next to him. Right like little sack of stuff, you know, the first haircut and the one that's of the, my two favorites, the guy with the little union button on his jacket, standing up at a town hall meeting and speaking his piece. Yeah. You know, he's know clutching like a program in his hand and he's kind of yeah. sweaty and he's up there and he's, and he's got his cap in his other hand and he's with his neighbors and he's speaking his piece. And I believe it's entitled freedom of speech. And then there's another, there, there are the great want Rockwells, you know, freedom from want. And I think it's Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving table. And then, yeah. you know, one is freedom from fear. It's the parents putting their child to bed at night. Uh, see, I be, sorry, I believe those. Yeah. I mean, I really believe those. And when I see that, sorry, when I see that they are ceasing to exist, going back to the your very uh, adroit dodo bird reference, when I see those things being made fun of, or or even not being given the honor of being mocked, they're just gone you know, as values, as universal American values. It breaks my heart. It's what my father, you know, fought for. Right. And yours. Yep. Sorry. No, I get it. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I I have observed the same thing. Yeah, I just wondered, uh, I, I, I guess at this point in the race, I have a hard time understanding why there's still support behind John Kasich. I would think that people could look at the situation and go, look, you know, we can go in a couple of different directions here, and neither of those directions involves John Kasich. Well, I'll go back to my original again. I don't, you know, I make fun of him, but he's local boy made good. And as I meant with my illustration with which, no pun intended, with which you helped me, thank you, um, is that he's local boy made good. And he's a local Ohio boy that made good. And I get that. And I get why people there are fiercely proud of him and loyal to him. And, you know, God bless that. I, I, good, you know, I I salute that. Uh, I I get, you know, smirky and um, put my wise guy hat on. But, you know, there's something a lot more powerful there going on about the, you know, kid whose father 
lugged two mail sacks around for 30 years and who became, you know, governor of the state of Ohio and now got to go to a polling place a week ago and take out a ballot and vote for himself for president of the United States. And, you know, as he said, Ken, at the time, and to look down at that sheet of paper and to think about his father, you know, his parents and his grandparents, and here he was voting for himself, that might have been an illustration right there. That might have been a front page of the Saturday Evening Post. Yes, local boy makes it sounds like you think maybe there's an emotional element to the Kasich support as well. Yeah. um, Well, I certainly haven't disproven that today by breaking down on you. (laughs) Sorry about that. Right, yeah. No, no, (laughs) Um, I I get it. I get it. No, and one other observation I wanted... Oh, I'm yes, sorry, please. You, uh, you know what? Uh, quick, quickly, please, because I'm I've got okay. time trouble. Uh, by just wanted to mention uh, of, uh, childishly. Uh, okay, <laughs> of the three states involved in this Cruz Kasich deal, I think it's important for people to realize in Indiana, there's no reason for a Kasich supporter to vote for John Kasich uh, because it's winner take all by congressional district, and right. Kasich is a distant third in the polling. There's no reason for a Kasich supporter to vote for Kasich. Which, so, by the way, is I mean, surprising, is it not? Because if there is a native appeal, and 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 if he is a, 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 as appeal as the neighboring governor of Ohio, I would have thought Indiana was a pretty good bet for John Kasich. So it is surprising to me, and although I'm glad in 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 my guys Ted Cruz's behalf that he doesn't appeal you know, across those state lines. So I hope the people of Indiana tomorrow, we're going to see a tremendous, uh, I'm sorry, not tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow will be very important and also fairly predictable, which we'll talk more about, unless there's a great surprise somewhere that we don't see coming. and, And by definition, I don't expect that, do I? No, I don't. But next week, Indiana is going to be really ironically, at the end. And, Ken, thank you so much for your call. And uh, forgive me for my uh, lack of uh, reserve. Uh, Next Tuesday, as we work up to it, tomorrow is going to be huge, huge, as one candidate might say. But next Tuesday, that's going to be the math. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, best and brightest. We are the Blaze Radio Network. 1 888 900 3393. I meant to mention earlier, and we've said so 100 times, but it bears repeating. Kasich is either a man who is in receipt of a promise. You want to talk about a deal? Kasich is in receipt of a deal. Kasich believes himself to be in receipt of a deal. Or, he's a crazy man! 
I mean, there is no reason you would still be in this. Ra- I mean, I, I and I guess uh, maybe he deserves that there are three options and I ought to list among them as first that he has no deal. He does not have a brain tumor and he just believes it logical and rational that he is from Ohio. Bang. That's it. He is from Ohio. And that if he is from Ohio and the parties need Ohio to win, and he is from Ohio, then what he needs to do is hold on. Just hold on. And if he does not have a deal, a deal will be forthcoming. And that's not irrational. It's it's certainly not illogical. It, it could be slightly irrational, but it's not illogical. If, if, if I am standing on a street corner where I know or by which I know the candidates will pass in their cars and and I have a sandwich board on and like the other ones, it says, you know, we'll work for food because there are a lot of those. I've been thinking about how I would letter one. You know, do I ask my children to help me? Uh, No, seriously. I mean, you know, we know people who think about that who would never be thinking about that, right? Well, John Kasich, if his sandwich board says, will Ohio for work? You know, someone might pull over and say, really? You know, will Ohio for work? I could use Ohio. Why don't you jump in? So maybe that's what he is in the end uh, hoping for. Maybe that's what he's hoping for. Because that would be very attractive. Did he queer the pitch for himself by joining this deal? Is that what made him back out today? Did Kasich back out of the great cruise Kasich suppress the Trump vote deal? When he finally realized that Donald Trump was angry at him and might not pick him for the ticket? Or he's a crazy man. Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.